Good morning and welcome to Stony Brook Church. We are so glad that you have found us here as we uh, worship together today on this All Saints Day. I am Pastor Jennifer. It is good to be in worship with you and I bring you greetings on behalf of today's preacher, uh, Pastor Mary Jo. As we begin our time together, I have a couple of announcements for us. Our annual church conference will be held on Tuesday, November 17th. Because this year is so different than any other year we've experienced before, our church conference will be held via Zoom. If you are interested in attending, you will need to pre-register for that meeting, so please reach out to the church office and they will get you registered and get you all of the information that you will need. Also, uh, the staff and a group of volunteers are really excited because this year, on Saturday, December 12th, from five to eight, we're gonna have a drive-through or walk-through nativity, depending on how, the, how our world is at that time. But this live nativity is something that uh, we've been planning for about a month or so now, and we are looking for extra voices to come, come alongside us and help us continue to plan this so that it can be safe and a good event as we anticipate the birth of our uh, Savior. So you can reach out to Emily Keener, our Director of Outreach and Missions for more information, or if you would like to be a part of the planning team for this event in December. At this time, I would like to introduce Kevin Blanke, who will be leading us in a stewardship moment. Greetings and good morning, Stony Brook Church. As Jennifer said, my name's Kevin Blanke and I'm a member of the Stewardship Committee. These last eight months or so have been challenging, unprecedented. It's an unprecedented existence as a human being, a Christian, and a member of this church. It is with this altering experience that our committee came up with a theme, Revive Us, O Lord, for a Faithful Future, I think was quite appropriate. Even with this abnormality of me standing before a camera and speaking to empty pews, I can assure you Stony Brook is alive and doing our best to continue to provide Christian witness to you, our community, and the world. Keep the faith. At some point, hopefully, soon, we'll be back in these pews, in our small groups, interacting in a loving manner, handing out hugs. That's probably what I miss the most. And, and doing as normal people would do in a church. Even now, your time and talents continue to be important. In addition, your personal financial commitment is equally important. You know, empty pews mean no offering plates being passed. That won't stop Stony Brook. The faithful will find a way to pledge and commitment and have their commitment and offering. Your commitment offers the opportunity to support the general fund, an endowment, mission, or program of your choice. Whatever you decide to monetarily commit, you have not already, or if you've not already done so, it is important that you fill out a commitment card. It is this commitment card that gives the church an understanding of what the future holds for a financial aspect of the, uh, the church and setting a budget. 
Our pastors will be blessing the commitments this morning, but don't let that stop you. Please send in your commitment if you have not done so already. I know this can be an awkward subject. I wholeheartedly understand. I was raised in a church going fam raised by a church going family in another denominational church. At some point in my upbringing, when I actually started listening in church, <laughs> that was last week. No, I'm just kidding. That was not last week. I always felt there was too much emphasis on asking for money. It just resounded for me for some reason in the church that I went to. Maybe money was important to me as it, it can be to, to some people. You know, God works in mysterious ways, but amazing ways. And I am now, years later, speaking on the same subject to you. In my youth, I specifically remember this point of contention, raising doubts as to my desire to continue with a church-based existence. Later in my life, Dana and I, my wife, raised a family, and we wanted our children to, be, to make their own decision and to accept Jesus and have a church life as we were given that, that ability to do so. It is in this return with my growing family, I came to realize I needed a personal relationship with God and a closer relationship to a church. It is God's infinite grace and patience that allowed me to do that. And it has probably specifically happened through the witness of song and scriptures and music. The return of the church also made me realize that the church, specifically Stony Brook now, has similar monetary needs as any successful business would have. There are minimum, the financial brick and mortar, bills that need to be paid, salaries. We have heat in this building because of that. However, the takeaway this morning from my message to you is this. The joy in giving for me comes from knowing that a designated portion of our commitment is being used to help the less fortunate and those in need. And with those gifts, your generosity hopefully brings those individuals closer to God, closer to the grace, the comfort, and forgiveness God has to offer. You too can designate your monetary commitment to specific ministries and programs and feel that joy, hopefully feel that joy that I do as well. Please join me and your fellow Stony Brook faithful in continuing to offer prayer to revive us, O oh Lord, for a faithful future. Thank you. God bless you all. We 
spirit of light who has shown us our Savior and scattered our night. Hallelujah and glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah and glory. Revive us again. Join me in a spirit of prayer as we continue to settle our hearts on our God this morning. Promise of the ages, we come to you this day to choose the way you set before us. Strengthen our convictions and grant us patience in our waiting as we watch for signs of your coming kingdom. Help us teach our children your ways that we may pass on a better world to the generations to come. Amen.
join me in a spirit of prayer? God of eternity, you entered into relationship with your people so many generations ago. We stand on the shoulders of all you have called into being. We are guided and shaped in how they understood you. Thank you for our ancestors. We are so grateful for the rich heritage from which we have descended. God of eternity, keep us always rooted in you, especially this week. Remind us that our actions affect not just us, but future generations. As tensions run high in our country over the upcoming election, help us to remain calm and civil and loving this week. Keep all who will be out on Tuesday safe, our election officials, our volunteers, those who will be voting, and our candidates. Keep our election process safe. Impart in all who will have a hand in it a deep sense of integrity. The right to have our voices heard is something we take seriously, and we are so grateful to live in a place where we can do so. God of eternity, we have heard the stories of our ancestors, the great cloud of witnesses who have gone on before us. We have much to learn from them. Patience, gratitude, loyalty, compassion, love, and nurturing. God, we would not be here if it weren't for those who taught us about you. We continue their work of Christ as guided by your spirit, and we do so in humility and thanksgiving. We pray all of this in the name of the one who reminds us there is but one Father, our Father in heaven, as we join our voices together saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Blessed be. It's a powerful phrase. And when we use the word to bless, there should be an image in our mind of kneeling. The way one truly blesses is to allow oneself to take a humble stance and come into the presence of the one that is loved and give thanks. So on this Sunday, as we remember and name the saints of this congregation who have finished their work on this side of heaven and have joined completely with the one who brings complete healing on the other side, as we name them this day, we will honor them by kneeling in our hearts, with our bodies, in the presence of each other, in the presence of our homes. And as each name is read, there will be the ringing out of a chime reminding us that when we engage life to the best of our ability, we ring on 
in the world, for those who carry that ringing in their hearts this day, we honor them. David Ashley. Kenneth Chrisman. Barbara Frazier. Anne Harbin. Carolyn Jones. Brian Morris. Martha Peck. Regina Quinn. Harry Taylor. Robert Weinmeyer. In your mercy and love, O oh God, you have bestowed this congregation the privilege of encouraging and walking with these your saints. Thank you for welcoming them home. Thank you for the memory that we carry in our hearts, both as a community and as individuals. May our lives reflect the love of their hearts and their commitment to your good news. In the name of the one who blesses us, amen. Tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Should we tarry where? 
Jennifer whispered, I miss the choir. And I said, look, they're here. And she said, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> and I will wait, but only with a, a desire to uh, hurry it up, huh? Thank you for the mercy of this morning and for the gift of music that you give to our congregation. Friends, we've been progressing through Matthew for many months, um, and I, I share with you the good news that we will soon be coming to the end of Matthew. Um, not that we're finished with Matthew, because let me tell you, there's a whole lot in, uh, in Matthew that we didn't even get to touch on, much less really engage. But we're going to pop back to the fifth chapter because this is All Saints Sunday. And this is Stewardship Sunday. And this is Communion Sunday. So this is a Sunday where maybe it would be really good for us to remember that we are invited into a blessed be experience of life with the living Lord in the presence of God. Before we begin with the scripture, I want to take a moment to, to explain to you something that really works for me. I have a couple of different times referred to that floor down there as the working floor. That's the floor where the people do the work of faith. It's, it's the way in which we experience the reality that if you hear a bunch of words or experience a bunch of feelings but never engage them, never apply them, then, then you're not really embracing what it is that Jesus needs of us. But the working floor is where we live and um, but we, we have moments where we need to step up and step out and be in the presence of God in a unique kind of way. And oftentimes in scriptures, you'll see individuals or small groups go to a mountaintop for a time of reflection, a time of inspiration, a, a, a time of really intentional focus. And that's one of the reasons why we construct sanctuaries in this fashion. It's not a stage. This is not a performance. This is an outward invisible way of saying, take time, focus on God, listen to Jesus, be encouraged by the Holy Spirit, and then get back to the working floor and do the rest of the day. It's a great image. I remember the first time I walked into a church and there was a railing all the way across the opening. And I went, well, that's weird. It was communion Sunday, small church. So they had to make use of all the space. And, and they had a specially designed railing that would sit in the opening and open up and be the communion style that you have right here. But I remembered a visceral reaction all of a sudden, the mountain top was closed off to me. And I went, well, that's wrong. By the way, I've learned to pay attention to that childlike voice in me because sometimes it helps me remember what it is that we need to attend to. It was much later that it was revealed that 
a part of our faith is called the Holy of Holies, and it was the sacred place of God, and only one priest was allowed to go in to the Holy of Holies, and they even tied a, a rope around the ankle so that if something happened to the priest and, and he couldn't move, they could pull him out without violating holy and sacred space. So, you know, there, there, there's kind of some history going on up here. And then, and then it evolved to this major fence that stood between y'all and the folk who got to be up here. I like that phrase, y'all. It's very inclusive. Only the right people with the right knowledge could be on this side of the fence. And then the next step happened. And there was a gateway opened. And you see... All are welcomed to the mountaintop to experience a moment of holiness and sacredness. So as we embrace these words of scripture, friends, I want you to remember that it is your privilege, if you so choose, to allow yourself to come to any mountaintop, even if it's only a step and attend to the healing work, the knitting together of your soul, so that you might experience the blessedness of being a part of the family. Hear these words, and may they greet you, and may they gift you, and may they encourage you. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak, and he taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? And now, Almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servants speak to these, your beloved ones. Blessed be they for having experienced you in their hearts. They live with that. 
In the name of Jesus, amen. There were two verbs that I want you to focus on. In the reading of the scripture, it says, blessed are. This are who we are. This is the way in which we are choosing to engage with grace and honesty and integrity as gifted to us by Jesus. We are who we are. And as we embrace that, Jesus is showing us that we will be what the future needs us to be. We are and we will. Blessed are the in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. This is a wonderful pull and encouragement. Stand where you are and get ready to step out. It is the faith. Back in the days when teaching confirmation was a normal part of my life, there was an exercise offered to the youth, and they had to look up scripture. That's an adventure. They had to look up scripture and read it, and then they had to make a decision. Was this a scripture about healing, or was this a scripture about brokenness? As we come to this day, how often when we reflect on those persons who have been in our lives, who have finished their course in faith and have moved to the life eternal, we reflect upon their lives in the midst of our lives. Events begin to bubble up and we begin to experience by our memory the journey we had with them. Some of our moments will be great joy or blessedness, and there's a sense in which we are with them. But the challenge of our faith is to remember that even if our recall is broken moments, then God can take those broken moments and bring healing to them or mend them in such a way that a moment of our history which hurt now becomes our great strength. What we are and what we will be is always in the hands of the one who made us. And so on this celebration of the Day of Saints, on the day of celebration when we say, Church, you can count on me, on this day of celebration where we break the bread and share the cup, these images of being knitted together in wholeness, being brought together in a sense of community, these are the healing scriptures and experiences that call to our heart. I have um, become fascinated with birth stories. Uh, I know my own birth story because um, uh, my parents told it to me. Um, um, my mom uh, went into labor. Um, I was a, a child that just didn't seem to want to come forth, and her constant prayer was, O ye of little faith, 
O ye of little faith, O ye of little faith. <laughs> that was the spirit of birth that I got to be a part of. Now, thank goodness there was a doctor who seemed to know what he was doing and provided the right kind of intervention and pretty soon there I came wide-eyed and mom says it looked like I was looking at the entire world when I came out. I have this sense that I've always been looking at the entire world ever since then. But our birth stories tell us about how we first meet change. Needless to say, when I arrived to Stony Brook, of which I knew only a little about because I literally had enough time to throw stuff into boxes and get moved, I hadn't had time to look at your conference stats. I didn't know how many people worship. I didn't. I didn't know. I just said, oh, I'm going there? Okay. And so I began to listen to the stories about how Stony Brook came into being. Because I've experienced church birth and the story of church birth as being the way of the Beatitudes. This is blessed are we, and this is who we will be. So when I listened to a story of one of the church members who said the first meetings of the church that came to be called Stony Brook happened in the office of a nursery, a place where seeds are nurtured and encouraged, where young trees are protected, protected and prepared for transplanting. I went, there it is. There's Stony Brook's birth story. And I have a sense, as I've listened to many of the ministries that happen here, that you have been faithful in the desire of nurturing small seeds of hope, small seeds of promise into full-grown ministries, and yet there is more. So I confess to you that my prayer for Stony Brook is that we will continue to be a place of growing new seeds, new ways, new thoughts, new healings, for the world is desperately in need in this day for the love that we can bring to it. As we come to this communion time, I would ask that you would remember that we are the outward and visible signs of healing and seeds and hope, for God has blessed us. Welcome to this table of grace as we commune with Christ and all of the saints today. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is a right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God creator of heaven and earth, God of Abraham and Sarah, God of Miriam and Moses, 
God of Joshua and Deborah, God of Ruth and David, God of the priests and the prophets, God of Mary and Joseph, God of the apostles and the martyrs, God of our mothers and our fathers, God of our children to all generations. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a covenant by the water and the spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks for you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ has died. Christ, Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. May they make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Renew our communion with all your saints, especially those whom we have named this day. And since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, Strengthen us to run with perseverance the run race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God now and forever. Amen. Amen. The body of Christ, take, eat in remembrance. The blood of Christ, which has been poured out for you, receive this gift of grace with gratitude.
community of encouragement called Stony Brook. He brings this morning the pledge cards that were received and places them upon the altar that we may offer ourselves in pledge and thanksgiving. Let us pray. Almighty God, it is a privilege to say, count on us. We are in this with you. And it is our privilege to give to you that which you gave us in the first place. Bless these pledges. May they represent the whole of the community in gratitude and thanksgiving so that we are who you have called us to be and will be who you made us to be. In the name of Jesus, and together we say amen. One who is with us, go forth, and let us speak together our benediction. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Thank you.